Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Back for another preview edition of the playoffs as there are now only four teams remaining. The conference finals are upon us. Megan, Jesse, Rudo, AJ coming yeah. to you live from the DNVR bar. Getting ready wow. for whatever remains Found that this in the playoffs. I remember that game. <laughs> I do too. What game was that? This uh, I'll tweet it just to, oh, yeah, for, yeah, the, for, yeah. The, Way for back. the vibes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, let's let's start with the East. We'll get to the Western side of things in a little bit. But on the East side, it's Carolina and Florida. <laughs> oh man, now I look like such a fool. Yeah, I didn't even see didn't, that that was you in didn't there. Put your predictions in, nope, slacker. Never even saw it. Uh, Yikes. Carolina, <laughs> I don't think is all that surprising that they are here, other than they've battled through some key injuries in their lineup to make it here. Yeah. I, I don't have a ton to say about this team. I think we've we've talked about them in the first two rounds. They kind of play a pretty boring brand of hockey, but it's functional. They s- they've, they've seemed to me like a version of the Seattle Kraken that are just a few more years along. I don't know. It, it's just so funny, though, because I, I actually kind of look at Carolina as like Dallas East where it's just like they're always here they're always hanging around (laughs) you expect them to go deep but it's never really anything special Uh, you know I don't know it's just like I'm kind of over and like do it or don't stop hanging around here yeah my question let's tell them let's start here (laughs) was Carolina's route just easy because the Islanders were not a particularly tough out. Sorry, AJ. And then New Jersey was a team that clearly just isn't there yet. Not that they're bad, but they just weren't ready for second round hockey yet. I think it's been, I wouldn't describe it as easy because I do think in the absence of Smechnikov, they have had more production than I anticipated from them. But I think some of that, especially looking at the New Jersey series coming recently, is because of what struggles they had in net. And I think that's what's going to be difficult for Carolina against Florida is I think Bobrovsky is a more veteran goaltender, and so they're not going to capitalize on a weakened Vanacek or a Schmidt who's just too new, too green for the playoffs. And for that reason, I don't know if the production keeps up against an experienced Florida team in that same way. But I, I do think that even in, like you mentioned, the key injuries, even in a big absence, They performed better than I expected, though some of it is just because of how they are designed to play. I think it's very smart and simple hockey, Um, and so I think that's why they've made it this far, too. It's definitely to their own credit, but I think some of what they've been able to do offensively has been a step up from what I expected. (coughs) You do do want or worry about if you're Carolina, you know, Megan was just mentioning the injuries and We've talked for so many years about <clears throat> they don't have the high-end scoring, and this year they went out and got some, but it's all injured. And you just wonder, playing against a, um, Matthew Kachuk, Reinhardt, uh, uh, Brandon Montour, are they going to have the high-end horses to be able to hang when the games get tight and you need a guy to go out there and take over a shift and put one in the back of the net? Do they have the guys to do that? Maybe Groundhog's Day for the Hurricanes here in the Eastern Conference Final. So part of what I wonder about on the flip side, Florida has no pressure for the rest of these playoffs. They're a team that nobody thought was going to be here. There are no expectations on that hockey team. 
they get to go out and play free every single night, no matter what the score is, no matter what the, the standing of the series is. They weren't supposed to beat Boston. They weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. Yeah. So I really think Florida has... Talk about a game-changing moment at the end of the season, like a league-changing moment yep. with Chicago beating Pittsburgh that keeps... Pittsburgh out. It yeah. puts it puts Chicago in the place where it did where they won the lottery. Yeah. It keeps Pittsburgh out of the postseason. It allows Florida to get in, who then upsets Boston and Toronto. Like, what a seismic game at the end of the year where you're Sorry. like the 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 immediate implications of that game alone are massive. massive. And, and it could lead lead to huge changes in Toronto and yep. personnel. And, and, and it's kind of like management. it's kind of like that crazy Marc Andre Fleury save that yeah, he made yeah, a couple yeah. years ago against the Maple Leafs <laughs> that led to them firing Mike Bab- Mike Babcock and which led to firings elsewhere because a bunch of stories of abusive coaches came out immediately right. after and right. and uh it's crazy how quickly some of these things can just shift the landscape in the NHL. And that when you look at that one game at the end of the year, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and have nothing to play for against a team that's just trying to get in and <laughs> yeah, dude. You, you blow it at the third period. And this is what happens from it. It's crazy to me. It's, and, and at the time it was just like, a, Oh man, Pittsburgh kind of choked away. They don't know how to control their own destiny. Totally. And now yeah. it's like, Four different franchises just changed because of that. Yeah, including Pittsburgh. Including Pittsburgh. Yeah, so. they fired a bunch of people. Yeah. The butterfly. <laughs> they're tr- they're the trying to hire Toronto yeah. GM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's how it happened. Uh, Florida certainly, I, I, Chicago probably benefited from it more technically. But oh, I mean, I think we'll see, we'll see, see how, how this run goes. I would say you, say you say Florida's playing with no pressure, but you get to a conference final, you may never be back. You don't know. You don't know how long it's going to be. When was the last be. time you they were there? Ninety six. Right. So, you know, you're looking at it, and obviously, this is a very different group. This group actually is has the talent to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like that ninety six group. Like there was a reason we never heard from that team again. Yeah. Um, because they defined like that fluke run that year. Sick hot months for Van Breesbrook, and that was it for that yeah. team. <laughs> yeah, and I mean like a bunch of role players that just popped off just enough. Yeah. Um. But but this is not that Florida Panthers. I mean, Makachuk is the real deal. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Reinhardt and Verhage and yeah. Barkov, those guys up front are no joke. Defensively, they've been very, very good. Montour continues to just be yeah, electric well, I mean, this year. Between, between Montour and... and Ekblad uh, has stayed healthy. Yeah, and, and Radko Gudis has been involved yeah, in some game-changing yeah. plays, you know, in the series-ending goal. Radko Gudis is leading He's the rush up the, the ice. Net, like, yeah. you're like... Man, this is just a different reality here. They are, they are so good, and their high end talent is legit. And I, I just think the one thing is that you're looking at Sergei Bobrovsky, and you don't trust him. I mean, that's because our, you've watched him over the last five years, where on any given day the wheels can fall off. What's What's so crazy about him though is, <laughs> I think. He has a range that goes from you don't trust him to maybe the best goalie he's left the in the playoffs. Yeah, he's a top five goaltender like, when he's locked in. You're right. like, this guy's spectacular. Right. He, he could legitimately like outduel Jake Ottinger or he could, he could cost seven. you a series. Yeah. Like yeah. He, his, his range is legitimately that wide. Yep. That's the reason we have him as the X Factor for Florida. So it just. Uh it just makes sense because you don't know what you're going to get out of the number one cop. The, the, the other thing that I do. Top cop. <laughs> the you know mention the no pressure and things I, I I'm with AJ a, a bit that I think the no pressure thing starts to run out the deeper you go because now yeah. it's like well now you're here you're here you're not the but, underdog anymore you're here you know it would have been the same thing with Seattle had they won last night where it's like at a certain point like yes it's house money but you don't want to lose at this point like now you're this far into it mm-hmm. you don't want to lose what's scary to me and I said it coming out of that first round about Florida is. They do kind of have like the we're playing fast and loose, but they also have the high-end talent. And then the part that I do think we've maybe just forgotten a little bit, or at least we had up until this point, was like they won the President's Trophy last year. Mm-hmm. Right now they are barreling towards keeping a trend that held up for the last two Stanley Cup champions of you have to win the President's Trophy and lose in spectacular fashion 
to come back and win the pre- the Stanley Cup the next year. That's like, the rule. So what you're telling me is put a lot of money on Boston next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Florida wins, it'll be four years running. Yeah. Um, but, like, this is a good team that has kind of been here. They've gone through the lesson of, you know, tough losses and, and making tweaks and, mm-hmm. you know, where you have to be better and where you have to be mentally tough, you know, the deeper the, you goes. The difference of Matt Kachuk and Jonathan Uberdo. You right. talk about a playoff, like, style player. Mm-hmm. And not I'm not trying to come down on Uberdo, who's great, but Matt Kachuk is a guy that from – the moment he was born was built for postseason yeah, hockey. Yeah. Well, there's the Jeff we're Merrick. We're seeing it now. Uses the line. I don't remember who the GM is that he quotes all the time, but it's there's two types of players. There's players that get you there, and then there's players that get you through. And like Matt Kachuk is both of those dudes. Yep. He'll yeah. get you there, and then he'll drag <laughs> you through. <laughs> he did get him there because he mounted like a very late heart campaign, mm-hmm. just dragging this Panthers team. Into the postseason, yeah, and then once they got once they got there, you know, it didn't look great. They were they, they were down three one to Boston, yeah, yeah, and yeah. since being down three one to Boston, they've cut, totally caught fire. Mm-hmm. I th- I think too, in Rudo talking about Carolina's path here, you compare it alongside Florida's path here, and the quality of competition that Florida has faced thus far has yeah. been Boston and Toronto, and so that is one reason that I don't. I think that probably better primes them for this, though I mm-hmm. think that the mentality does shift gear to a more serious tone. I think it's been serious, but like after Boston, I think the Toronto series is where they started to loosen their grip just a little bit. But it has to be such a confidence builder, too, that I think is going to benefit them having played two really good teams leading up mm-hmm. to this. Two really good teams that have playoff experience, that have been yep. here, you know, that have veteran players and stuff like that. Again, not to take anything away from. Carolina, but like New York is like they're trying to get back, right? They they missed last year it was a really rough year for them. They're trying to figure out that process again and, and how to go on a deep run. New Jersey, I think we all agree, fun, exciting team. They're they'll just not back. there. They're not there yet. Yeah, they'll be back. But this year, it it, it was too early, uh, yeah. right? I was surprised they beat New York. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not taking anything away from them. It's just once you get into the playoffs, there's just a different gear you have to find. This was that group's first time doing it. Megan, I, you know, I think you're right. When you compare the two teams that they went, they're just, it's not necessarily these teams were good, these teams were bad, but they're just on very opposite ends of the spectrum. Florida's gone through teams that had legitimate, legitimate well, Stanley Cup aspirations. Carolina went through two teams that were like, hey, we're, we're happy to be here and we're going to see what kind of damage we can do. Yeah. It's, I, I've said a little bit on Twitter that I think Florida could be that team of destiny because it's not just the teams they went through. You look at that Toronto series especially – and every break is going their way. Mm-hmm. Toronto goals are getting disallowed. They're getting a series-winning goal from Nick Cousins. Like, it, it just seems like every single thing has broken Florida's way. Deservedly so. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I mean, that's how it goes, though. Like, you yeah, get, you get deep into the postseason because some things go your way yeah. in, the world of, in the world of breaks. Like... I, I I continue to be frustrated by the world, like the hockey world, just wanting to deny that luck determines outcomes yeah. regularly. More so in hockey than any and other than sport. any of the other sports, man. It's just such a giant factor yeah. where you walk in and you just say, "Well, did we get lucky?" When you watch, and I know we're going to talk about it later, but when you watch Seattle and Dallas Game Seven last night, the same thing. The, the it's the same Game Seven. Yeah. Seattle gets housed in a game goal seven. Doesn't get randomly punched into right. Dallas's own But net. they don't yeah. they don't get the all-time great bounce of a double deflection off of two players, off two stars players into its own net. And a team that can't come from behind gets gifted a lead it didn't deserve. Like you just look at it and like luck just determines so many things in the NHL on a regular basis. And well, and it's, you it's, do you you do look at you know where where is Carolina? You talk about luck. I mean, I disagree with your characterization of the Islanders series because you look at how close that series could have been flipped had they made a correct call on two high sticking plays, which mm-hmm. which which resulted in a game winning goal for for Carolina in an overtime game. You flip that game, are the Hurricanes here? Yeah. So like you That's have right. to get a little bit lucky along the way and. Where I really like what Carolina does is that they're kind of a hockey equivalent of an anaconda 
They just gonna wrap. The they're yeah. just gonna wrap themselves around your offense, and they're just gonna squeeze the life out of you, and they're gonna do just enough. I don't know when Jordan Martinook became a Con Smythe winner, <laughs> or a, a Con Smythe contender at least, but he's here. Mm-hmm. They're here because he's here. You look at you look at what the Hurricanes do well, and it all starts with they play spectacular defense. They forecheck the crap out of you. And that's what both Florida and Carolina do, is that both of them forecheck like maniacs. And I'm going to be really curious to see in, in the ultimate, it's a game of mistakes in the NHL, which one of these teams is able to force the other into uncomfortable situations, and which forecheck kind of wins the day. Because I think that when you look at the puck moving ability on the back end of Carolina, you think I look at it and I say, I'm a lot more comfortable with the hurricanes defense, being able to consistently yeah. do it top to bottom each, you know, obviously Montour and Ekblad, I fully trust can do some things, but I, I love her, the hurricanes defense top to bottom. And I, I remember as soon as I picked New Jersey to win last round against them, I was like, I'm a moron defense always beats offense in the postseason. It just does. Mm-hmm. If you can shut down teams that live and die by Stop scoring, Edmonton. yeah. If you can live and die by, if you're living and dying by scoring, eventually you're going to die by it. Yep. And Carolina starts with its own spectacular defense in its own zone, and that that's where I just I trust. Well, and, you know, and I'm I'm excited to see how these these guys match. You know, Jacob Slavin going against a Mac and Chuck. Like yeah. you're talking about elite players doing what they do at the absolute peak of their abilities. In a conference final, this is going to be a great series. Well, I just, I just wanted to build on the going back to the luck. I would actually even argue that to win the Stanley Cup, it takes a lot of luck. It takes a lot of bounces going your totally. way. And in hockey, again, I, I think there's, like you said, AJ, there's so much luck involved on every play. I mean, literally right down to what angle does that puck that you shot hit the post at? Uh-huh. Like, it's, it's that little. The, the margins are that <laughs> look, small. Look at the cup-winning goal last year. Yep. Right. McKinnon right, passes right. it to the wrong guy. Right. And it just goes off a dude's foot, and Lekkinen just... Hammers it. Yeah. He's just like, well, we're going to put this somewhere, and yep. it just happens to be top shelf on him, and it's a rolling puck where we all know what happens when a guy takes just a, just a swat at a rolling puck. Mm-hmm. Anything can happen. It ended up a perfect shot, and one day, you know, it ends up being the last goal of the season. And it's it's just there, there's so much stuff like that that I just wanted to, to build on that that yeah the, the 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 crazy luck factor as frustrating as it can be at times like that's part of what makes hockey so fun I think and like that's so great that's what makes it so All great right. in the postseason yeah. so let's, well, not even just the postseason just hockey in general let's see how we decide that it's the like crazy the second show in a row he just be like and your conversation's done I'm moving on from you, this your conversation was over it hey, was ending is this a podcast is it just are we just talking or is this did just did you like, have more to say I, I was literally in the middle of a sentence you were at, you literally <laughs> finished your sentence and I just said go, okay just go, let's move just on go. now you have to tell us what your predictions are because you didn't get them I in. know I'm sorry I was I was getting them in then Rudo interrupted me and so <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> just do what right. I did and copy Rudo <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Damn it. I actually am. You know, I, Florida in six, yeah, is, is what I've got. <laughs> All right. All right. AJ, you're the one who goes Carolina here. Sell yeah, us and, on it. And I, well, and I pick it in seven because I just think it's going to be a great series. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel coming in about either one of the goaltending tandems because I don't trust either of them. I just don't trust either of these tandems to be... I think they neutralize each other in terms of <laughs> where I feel with both of them. Right. And, and when I look at it, I just... I didn't do it last round where I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'd love this Jack Hughes and all these guys that can score goals and they can do all that. And oh, they're so explosive and they're this and they're that. And I'm just looking at Carolina and I'm going, I've been a hater for like 10 years on these guys. <laughs> I'm just going to pick them. And that way I can continue my streak of getting everything wrong. You got Dallas? Yeah. Kill me. So it's it's tough for me. Would not be surprised if my prediction ends up being wrong here. I'm just picking Florida. Again, I think they're the team of destiny. I think every break is going their way. More importantly, I think they're winning the war of attrition. They are skating through. The injuries they've had have been like, oh, he misses one game and he comes back, or, or not even a game. In the, Getting Terrell back, though, could be yeah, a yeah, could, I mean, good how, help. How back is he with a broken hand? Yeah, that's fair. See, I don't know. I, I do think you're selling Florida a little short with Team of Destiny getting every break. 
Not that they're bad. I think they're very good as well. Yeah, I, but if you're good and lucky, yeah, you're real exactly. hard to right, stop. Right. You're I, real hard to stop. I, I'll say, I just think that they're. I think they're playing really well right now. Like I think, yeah. I think all of their guys are peaking Definitely. when you need them to. I agree. Um, I agree with all of this. And, and and that's that's to me what makes them scary is that it, like there's no guys like fighting through it right now. Like they're all revved up and going. And it's just interesting. And uh, Bobrovsky's had a lot of time off here in between these two series to rest up. Yeah, so now he's bad again. I, I, I mean, I think <laughs> that might be part of it, is if you get into game one and you see one side's goaltender fall apart, you go, well, this series might be over. Yeah. <laughs> Although, game two, the other side's goaltending could fall that's apart. Fair. And that's been a, I hope with as strong defensively as Carolina is and the way that Florida has played in these playoffs, I hope we can get a series where, to AJ's point, this is just a good series. Yeah, please with, not trading blowouts. With yeah. however many games this goes, just quality games. That Vegas-Edmonton series kind of sucked. Dude, it was not fun to watch because it was just trading beats. You, you were disinterested by the second period, yeah. right? You were disinterested after every second period until game six. That was the only one that kept you remotely interested for the entire 60 minutes. I don't want more series like that. Like I'm, I'm over 6-1, 5-1, 7-2, 1 It's like, can we stop? Can we just stop with this and have some fun playoff hockey? Uh, Close. On that note, if you want to get tickets to your next game, be it playoffs or otherwise, you can do it with Game Time. You can use the link down in the description of this uh, video. Yeah, this is a video. Uh, use code DNVR when you get onto the site to get $20 off your purchase. Game Time can get you tickets up to 60% off full face value. So go check it out. Go get your tickets, whether it be to uh, the Nuggets Conference Finals. If you want to get in on that, you can get a great deal with Game Time or any other sport. If you want to get Tickets for like literally a dollar to go to Rockies games. Yeah, saw the tickets that. for the Hurricanes in the Upper Bowl and a hundred dollars. That's wow. not too crazy for a conference final. Are you yeah, serious, that's man? That's awesome. great value. That's yeah, that's insane. so they great know, value. If you're out there and you want to catch some sick hockey, Game Time's the way to do it. Over 15 million people have used this app, so it's it's pretty pretty out there at this point. Go get with the fam. Use the DNVR code. Use the link down in the description. Get your game time. Get your game time app. Get your tickets. You're good to go. And then when you're hanging out down by the DNVR bar, make sure you're getting mm -hmm. yourself a delicious burrito, too, with Illegal Pete's. Uh, as Illegal Pete's has you covered with the fresh ingredients, queso to die for, fantastic margaritas, you name it. They've got you covered. Happy hour, 3 to 6 p.m. at Illegal Pete's. Uh, and then well, Nuggets game starts at what, 6.30 now? Is, yeah. Is that for the conference final? So. Yeah, another big lotto tonight. Whew. Who's going to win that one? Not Chicago. <laughs> Could you imagine if they win both? <laughs> that would be hilarious. They can't. I know they can't, but could you imagine if, like... No. That, that's never happened, right? I don't know, actually. Two teams in the same city winning a lottery? Yeah. I don't know. I can't, question. I can't remember it ever happening, but I've never followed the basketball lottery that close. Well, so I, I can tell know. you it's never happened for the Nuggets. They <laughs> <laughs> have never won any lottery. They've yet. never even moved up, man. Yep. So the only thing I can think is maybe if like if New Jersey and then like like the Nets yeah, won it recently. Like, those are the only two teams I can think that were like bad for a while. Yeah, at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, I I, I, I don't. don't know. I'd have to go back and look, but I don't think I'm not off the top of my head because Columbus never won it. Not that I mean, well, they don't have technically a team. not Columbus, but they're in the same state. Yeah. Like, wow, this is interesting. Anyway. Uh, moving on from there. Get your illegal Pete's 10 different locations here. Maybe like, no, no, not even that. No, he's I was going to say nothing. a California team in like the fucking like Sacramento Kings, but. No lottery when it comes to illegal Pete's. Go get your burritos and stuff. <laughs> so true. Uh, second period of the DNVR Avalanche <laughs> podcast. This giant chess piece they just have sitting there. Moving <laughs> to the West uh, with Vegas and Dallas. Yeah, it, it, it definitely said Eastern, but that's okay. Uh, Ve math. Vegas, I don't think anyone is all surprised made it here. Uh, they had Winnipeg, which was a pretty easy series for them. And then Edmonton was a legit challenge, but as Jesse was already describing, God, was that series boring. <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> it, was, it was disappointing, dude. It, it was just... Honestly, I saw a quote from Connor McDavid this morning saying, like, no, this was progress. Like, we're a better team. And it's like, you guys have gone out with a whimper two years in a row with yeah. the two most prolific offensive players the league has seen since Wayne Gretzky. And you guys have just laid down with no fight 
two years in a row. Since probably Lemieux and Yager, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. An argument for another day, perhaps. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Which, I, I well, since 1993, wow. <laughs> I don't hard disagree either way. But it's just like, you know, that, that series, disappointing, I think, is the right word. Like, I really was. I, yeah. I, I, I was even sold on Edmonton. I was like, you know what, guys? I, I'm coming around. I'm back in. I'm back on, I'm back on board. These two guys are just right, going that's off. That's why they lost. 100-something <laughs> points each. I, I picked against them. I picked <laughs> Vegas to win. And I said, you know, their defense is looking better. And they came out, and it was just the same thing over again for Edmonton. No goaltending. The, 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 the defense was a mess. And, and Vegas, again, just steady, consistent. Well, so did the same thing over and here's over. Here's my question looking forward. And, and Megan, I want to throw this one to you. Can they survive just whatever in goal? <laughs> Can they do that through the conference? But they've done it through two rounds. Can they keep getting away with that with an Aiden Hill and net or whatever it ends up being in this series? It's hard to say. It kind of feels like how we've talked about goaltending generally for these playoffs is anything could happen. Like Ottinger not looking quite like Ottinger has also happened. And so I'm not going to bet against Aiden Hill. Do we have any idea, too, if Logan Thompson is going to return at all ever? I, Not I in don't his career, know. just like for the playoffs. I, I have no idea what his status is. <laughs> I, I can't. Even if he was back for game one, you have to go to Hill, right? At least, so. at least initially. After that game six? Yeah. I was going to say, he, he, was, he was so good for them you know, in, in the back half of that. And especially with Logan Thompson having not played in the playoffs yet. I just, I, I just think if, if, you're, if you're going – if. If he is coming back and if you're going to him, something has gone wrong. And that's not a slight on Logan Thompson. It's more so I want to know, you know, what's the option behind Aiden Hill? Like Jay Quick, baby. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Jonathan Quick. It's obviously a real problem. His pads look sick. Dude, imagine going to your sixth string goaltender at a conference (laughs) final. That's tough. It's so impressive Vegas is even here. It's so impressive. Is that kind of where you're going with that? Just like the... The fact that they've gotten here, even the regular season, in spite of everything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because AJ brought it up, they're four goaltenders deep at this point. Mm. That is kind of ridiculous that they've actually had okay goaltending throughout this point, (laughs) even in spite of that fact. And then there are other things going well, some lucky breaks, but there are things going well in front of them too. I think kind of similar to what we saw with some of Florida's top players showing up. That's what I'm seeing with Vegas, mm-hmm. too, yeah. um, especially in getting to see Eichel in playoff form. Just about to say Jack Eichel, yeah. 100% who comes to mind there. But there has been contributions elsewhere, too, so it's not like they're just a one-line team. They're also pretty responsible defensively. Um, so there, there are a lot of things that Vegas is doing well. I, well, they've got – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, here's, here's my issue with this, going up against Dallas – they're coming off of Edmonton, where I'm sorry, Edmonton, but it's a lot easier to look good offensively against that defense. Darnell mm-hmm. Nurse was horrible. It, Evan Bouchard's God. literally falling over in the neutral zone trying to defend Jack Eichel. It, it, yeah, they're going to look great defense, offensively there. Can they continue that against a Dallas team, which is not going to give you all that free stuff? I, I think they can be in the realm, and then I think their life defensively gets a lot easier. I agree on the defensive side. You know, and, 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 and I do think, like Megan was saying, like, the, the thing about this Vegas team, uh, I, like, the reason I think it's going to be Vegas and Florida in the finals because they've got the best players left. They, they, they've got depth, and they have the highest-end players. And when you start getting into this part of the playoffs, all things are equal. Both teams are playing well. Both goaltenders are playing well, whatever. It, it's, it's your elite players that – break you through. Okay. Eichel, Petrangelo, like they've got high end on offense, on defense. You've got that really consistent misfit line. Uh, I, I just, I, I like Vegas at the top. All right. I, I guess my question as we're going to bounce around a little bit here, if he plays his best, I don't know if anyone has, or I don't know if Vegas has anyone as good as Jason Robertson. <laughs> if he plays his best, that'll be the first time we've that, seen it in two months. And that's my point: is yeah. can he figure it out in the playoffs? I mean, the Dallas is even in the conference final with Jason Robertson ghosting. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that should be a tremendous victory to them. But totally. it's also it's also a testament to the team that they built. You know, Absolutely. we get, 
you you obviously you've gotten a Conn Smythe caliber performance out of Rupe Hintz. He's been great. You've gotten sure. you've gotten great contributions out of Joe Pavelski since he got healthy. Yep. You really like I mean I, I can't believe Tyler Sagan didn't score in Game 7. <laughs> he was all over the place, man. He looked so good. Like, you, they look good is what I'm saying. Like, that I think they can... follow-up shot coming down the slot. They continue, they continue to look like a quality hockey team to me, but if Jason Robertson doesn't find his game, they need that. As you get deeper yeah. and deeper, your star power becomes maybe even more important because you're only going against other teams that have monsters. Yeah, if Jason they, they Robertson need Jason Robertson if, if to show up, if he can't match Jack Eichel, Dallas is in trouble. I would agree with that. Like uh, they need they need Jason Robertson and Rupe Hints both going at the same time, not one or the other. Yeah, yeah. Let's rewind a little bit here and, and take a look. Vegas goes through a Winnipeg team, which they earned playing as the top seed. That wasn't that difficult. Dallas has to go through Minnesota in round one, and then. Take, Seattle takes them to seven games in round two. A disappointing for, for me, I was disappointed in Jake Ottinger in that series. Actively he was, he was cost bad. them two Phil, games. Philip yeah. Grubauer, Grubauer had an 865 save percentage in that series going into game seven. Yep. They didn't belong there. Yep. What was Robertson's? Or, excuse me. I, I don't know, but it wasn't good. It was dragged yeah. down by those yeah. two. It yeah. ended up like 903, I think. So bad, but not like astronomically bad. But not what you expect from Ottinger. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and look, I, this matters a ton. I know we put Robertson as our X factor because of what we just talked about. But if Ottinger comes in and shits the bed in game one, Dallas is in trouble. You don't feel good about it. Yep. Well, because that's, that's – I, I was just mentioning that I, I think Vegas has the higher end. That, that's Dallas's ultimate X factor. They have the best goalie that's left, or they should – Theoretically, we said that last highest round. Highest ceiling. He almost way, cost yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Highest ceiling. Like he should be their guy that can neutralize a lot of that. And I, you know, after this last series, like your 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 faith is shaken a bit. In is he going to come out and give you that, or are you going to get a repeat yeah. of what you said? What are you going to get? True. Really, as much as we shit on the. Vegas and Edmonton series, like Seattle, Dallas, really wasn't that much better. Like there were, it really wasn't. Th- there were a lot of games that weren't close, weren't interesting, and a lot of it being led by poor goaltending, ter- terrible goaltending. Yeah, it's <sighs> this series. Is Not trying tough. to get into the what if, but oh god, <sighs> well, bro. I mean, look. Okay, I'll, yeah, we'll just say this once. We'll do it once. <laughs> it really did. We talked about if the Avs were going to repeat again. The, the road would have really had to break the right way. Felt like a lot of things broke the right way, except for the Avs getting yeah. to where they needed to go. The Avs were just cursed, man. Yeah. Had, they, had they gotten out of that first round, I mean, you would have had to beat Dallas. Have they ever beat Dallas in the playoffs? I don't think they have, right? Yeah, they have once. One time. Once, okay. Yeah. And it was 90... No, it was in the mid-2000s. Um, was it the San then, Jose year that they beat San Jose in the second round and lost in the Western Conference Final? No. Doesn't matter. Doesn't <laughs> matter. You would have had to beat Dallas, but like... If you get through Dallas, you're like, oh, you're, 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 Vegas with Aiden Hill in that. And you're on the a East, path. you feel yeah. like Florida and Carolina are definitely beatable hockey teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, it really validated the conversation that we had all season long of the West is down this year. This yep. week... Nothing that's happened so far in the postseason has made me feel otherwise. I would agree. I think I, I would say I think the East was a little bit less powerful than I had thought initially. Uh, but I agree with that. I I, I I hard agree with that. I, I as much as I agree with both those statements. As much as it does feel like the West just you know had a down year, I do think that maybe the East got overhyped yeah, a little that's a good bit. Way to put it. I don't yeah. think the gap between the two conferences was as wide as maybe everyone kind of made it out to be heading into the playoffs. And it sucks because, like, we're only going to see the last two standings. Right, so right, it's like right. It's not really going to be a no referendum on it. And then, and I don't know, maybe we'll get into this in the next segment, but the, the way the trade deadline shook out, Avs fans should be feeling a whole I'll, lot better about that. I want to yeah, yeah. yeah. save this for later this okay. week because yeah, okay. there's something specific I want to do with it. But it's just a lot of teams that 
push chips in. A lot of teams. A lot of teams. So I, I put out on, on Twitter after uh, Edmonton got got eliminated that got got that they were they have they have six million dollars in cap space to make changes. They've got a bunch of guys that need raises and re-signing and whatever, whatever. Those that, thirteen points for Evan Bouchard in the playoffs are suddenly looking real expensive for the, nothing. The all-in mentality that has kind of taken hold of, yeah. of several teams, even in the West. Because well, you look at Edmonton, if it doesn't happen for them now, you it, know, in the next year or two, it may not during the McDavid era. Yeah. yeah, seriously. Vegas is like, you're looking at Vegas and you're like, Vegas is going to once again hemorrhage talent because all the LTIR contracts that they've been accruing to, to kind of dance around this are gone at the end of the year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it's a very all in mentality for several teams. Really started with Columbus a handful of years ago. Yeah, I mean when they went insane at the deadline. Yeah. <laughs> went out, and got Duchesne, Panarin, everybody. Ryan Dezingle. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about that one. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I just think it's a it's kind of interesting that that I think it increases the desperation, and you do look at Dallas, and while Dallas is does have some guys that, that they are transitioning into. Rupe Hintz, uh, uh, Jason Robertson, obviously Wyatt Johnson Side with that goal them. last night. Yeah. You know, and he's just, he's 20. Crazy. He's coming off a great rookie year. You know, and they've got some young guys in their depth, their forward depth, the guys, uh, you know, the Ty Delandrias of the world. Uh, J- like Jamie Benn and Joe Pavelski yep. and those guys, like those guys are... Not getting any younger. You wonder how much high-level hockey they really have left in them. So I think there's a certain level of desperation from the from the Western teams that won't exist out East. Because you look at Florida and you go, Florida's going to be back. Yeah, Florida, yeah, Florida's going, not going anywhere. Carolina's all, yeah. not going anywhere. There yeah. aren't any major changes, major upheaval taking place over there. And you know, you you expect Boston will be competitive once again next year. Um, we'll see what happens with Toronto, New whatever. Jersey but should be on the up, exactly, like, the Rangers aren't going any. Like there's, there's a <laughs> lot of really talented teams that are going to be back. And I think if you're looking at this Western Conference Final, it's, it's two teams ride. that yeah. that could be saying this is our best chance, our last best chance with these cores. The the Rangers are the one team out east that I do worry. And I mean, the, the acquisitions didn't cost them a ton, but I do worry that they got caught, you know, smelling themselves they a little to bit too much. Those yeah, and, and, and they, still, yeah. and they maybe. It's a fun way to put that. <laughs> uh, maybe jumped the gun a bit on what they gave out and what they brought back in. That, yeah. I, I think they'll be there next year, but I think they may have stunted themselves just a little bit. We'll yeah. see. But Pre- d- again, different conversation. Predictions. Different did anyone take Dallas here? I actually did. Okay. Sell us on it, Megan. To be honest, this felt like a 50-50 coin flip for me. As we all took seven. We all took seven <laughs> games. So I've got, I've got Vegas in six, actually. Okay. Clearly, the three of us were very confident. And so what I was going to say, too, is I'm, I'm kind of split between both, but I don't think it happens in fewer than six games. Okay. Is something I, yeah, I agree with that. I can yeah. feel a little confident behind. But to sell Dallas, too, it's sort of what we've talked about is it's reliant on Ottinger and Robertson in a lot of ways yep. playing – more so to expectation. And I think if both players can do that, but even if one of two can do that, Dallas stands a pretty good chance, especially Andre. I think that he has the ability to yeah. really change this this series. Um, and I that's why it's a bit of a coin flip, though, especially yeah. with goaltending generally, the way yeah. I've described it, especially in the playoffs, kind of being a coin flip. Yeah. Yeah, and when you, go, when you started this postseason, if you – if you picked every series based solely on which goaltender do I trust the most, you would have done really poorly. Yep. Yeah, you'd be you'd be in big big trouble. And it's that's so funny. that's it's where so that's where I'm looking at this Vegas Dallas thing. When I walk in and I go, which goaltender do I trust the most? It's Jake Ottinger. Well, and so here, I'm not picking it because I just watched <laughs> the rest of this postseason Here's, and I just I don't know what to do here because I feel like the teams match up really well. I feel like there's a there's going to be a little extra. For this Vegas core, wanting to make sure that Pete DeBoer is yes. not the guy that takes them out. <laughs> I think there's going to be a little extra juice there where they're like, this guy this guy sucked. We hated his guts. And he, you know, we're glad that he's gone. And we're going we're gonna to prove how happy, how much better off we are without him by going out and, and eliminating Here's, this team. 
the one thing I will say about Vegas is their offense so far through the playoffs is very not sustainable. To, to shoot at the rate that they're shooting, over 11.5%. And I get that some of that Which comes is it, from man? Playing Florida or Vegas? Who's the luckiest team? Which is it? Pick a side, Rudo. And Florida's the team of destiny. I'm just, I'm just Vegas fucking. is the luckiest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but statistically, Vegas is a team that it feels a little bit unsustainable to score at the rates that they are, and that's why they're going to need Aiden Hill, their defense. Mm-hmm. To You've also You're not seen playing it. Stuart Skinner anymore. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> You've seen it happen several times to Vegas where they've gotten deep into the postseason and they just don't score for a series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you, you remember that Montreal series. So, and, and this is where for all, and, and I still stand by a lot of what we talked about where like they've just given away assets for the here and now, but this is where all of that is supposed to come back around. Yeah. This is why you got Jack Eichel, right? You, yeah. you missed the high end at the top. Yeah. He's played really well. He has to continue to gear it up because yeah. you're right. They've fallen yeah. flat in years past because they run out of offense. This is why you moved heaven and earth and, and, and set your you know, expansion franchise up to be this competitive early on. Knowing That's why that in two years you've given away guys right. completely for free in Marc-Andre Fleury and Max Pacioretty. Exactly. It's, it's this. It's this right here. This yeah. is why you're supposed to be able to do it. So let's see if he can do it. I also just want to double back to what you were talking about, AJ, about Vegas. You're not only not wanting to let you know, Pete DeBoer be the one. I do think a little bit of what we've seen out of Vegas just this season and these playoffs is a little bit of that chip on their shoulder. Everything went wrong for them last year. Mm-hmm. Missed the playoffs, and everybody counted them out. People had them at the finishing at the bottom of the Pacific <laughs> I was, Division. I was going to say, you look at Vegas this year, and it's not hard to see Colorado next year. <laughs> Damn it, AJ. You, you jumped on my punchline there. And I was going to say, what Vegas is Sorry. doing... No, no, no. I'm, I'm just kidding. What Vegas is doing this year is exactly why I've made the joke already a couple times of, like, I'm putting a lot of money on the apps to come out of the West as soon as I can this yep. summer. Because I just think Vegas is playing with some of that, like, you guys thought we were done? We'll show you how done we are. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's just a little bit of that. Everybody counted us out. Nobody thought we could come back here, and we're going to go win a Stanley Cup to prove everyone wrong. And that's, that's a scary thing to go up against when a team just has that drive and has that determination just kind of, like, built yeah. into their coding. They're tough to beat. And, and you, like, you watch that Game 7 Aiden Hill performance, and you're like, yeah, these guys are like these guys are here to prove something. Like Aiden Hill is slamming the door on Connor McDavid and Leon yeah. Dreisel. He's doing his best Pavel Francouz impression. <laughs> uh, all right, we are brought to you by the people over at Fubo TV. Does Edmonton even have a good offense? Like when we really think about it, I mean the top yes. of it's pretty good. It was a joke. <laughs> the given, rest of it, given that they're two and eight yes. against Pavel Francouz, Laurent Brassois, and you Aiden can make Hill. an argument their bottom six isn't good. that good. <laughs> And make uh, more than an argument. Uh, FuboTV.com slash DNVR or the QR code on screen to get yours. Today, you can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. They've got 140 different channels. It's just like watching cable TV. It's right on your television. You turn on the app. You're watching. You go watch whatever you want. They have 1,000 hours of DVR included. So if you can't be there for your show, you can record it. You have it ready to go. They have ESPN. So a lot of your sports coverage is good with just that. <laughs> uh, you're, you're good all over the place when it comes to Fubo. Super easy to use. Good price. It's just it's better than your other options. I don't know what else to tell you about Fubo other than it's better than your other options. So yeah. go check it out. FuboTV.com slash DNVR today. Uh, and then we're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. We're down here. We're at the uh, on the bar set. There's eight different kinds on tap just right to our right over here uh, at the bar. So go get yourself some here if you're local. Or if you're not, you can find it at your local liquor store. Go to breckbrew.com. Use the beer locator to find it anywhere in the United States. <clears throat> Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. The playoffs are fun, but at the end of the day, I, we are an Avs podcast. Can we, can we stay on some eliminated teams? Can we just yeah, skip the sure. Avs for the day? That's fine. I'd, because we did a whole... We, we've got a bunch of Avs coming up. So. You're, I'll say, bro, we got three months of yeah, Avs. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever we want to talk about. No, I just, I just think that, you know, I'm... So watching Seattle last night, yeah. one... There was a little neener neener there. <laughs> it wasn't a lot, but it was a little bit where it was like, it's a lot harder to survive in the postseason. We don't catch all the breaks, isn't it? And then I started just thinking into the, I, I transitioned into off season where I'm like, if you're Ron Francis, how do you make that team better? 
you get Andre Burkowski healthy. <laughs> well, and like <laughs> obviously helps. having Berkey healthy would have totally helped them. Yeah. Is that the difference between them winning and losing the series? Maybe. Maybe he gets that, a couple easy goals. Is yeah. that the difference? Is that the difference? You know, we don't get to. They don't get to play that game because. They won a first round series with I, everything I, yeah, that the Abs went I, I, through. I know, like, but, but, but and that's what I'm saying. Like you, you need to get the series. They're in you want to get. You want to get better. You want to improve. So Matty Beniers, year two. Yep. You totally expect there's to be some improvement. Shane Wright existing. Is Shane, you know what's the what's the plan with Shane Wright? It, do, do, the who's Riker, the Firebirds kid ever? Cartier. Yeah, that kid. What, what a success! A, what story. a fucking yeah. shot on that kid too, yeah. eh? Yeah. Holy smokes. That's a great release. I want to see what happens with Riker Evans. He's been tearing up the AHL and as a as a more puck moving type of defenseman gives them a little Which extra is what they dimension. kind of need back there. It gives yeah. them a dimension that a guy like Will Borgen doesn't. Yeah. Um and so I'm I'm kind of curious if so if you're Ron Francis, how do you approach this offseason? And and like what do you, is there a move out there? There could be, for the first time ever, there could be a goaltender or two that are really, really good. Connor Hellbuck and John Gibson might be on the trade market in the same summer. Can you dump yeah. Grubauer somewhere? Do you, <laughs> do you think that after the performance that Grubauer just gave you in the playoffs? I think so. So I had someone... Is that a priority for you? I had someone suggest that Edmonton was going to be in on Hellebuck <clears> and <throat> sending Jack Campbell back the other way. And I was like, I just think that that takes... Again, I'm not. I, I'm not like completely scoffing at that idea. Yeah. But I, I just think that I think you're gonna have to pay someone to take that Jack Campbell contract. Yeah. It's horrible. Plus, you're trying to acquire one of the few goaltenders that every year you can say yeah, one of the five best goalies. Right. And so it's like for Edmonton to do something like that, like that would be an astronomical cost. You, well, you would be paying. Several, you know, multiple first-round picks, multiple high-end players, plus sending Jack Campbell back. That's just to get rid of his money. Or and you look at Seattle. Then he's an expiring free agent. And he's an expiring UFA. So what do you do in the next year when yeah. you have to? You're going to pay all those that's, assets to get one run point. out of him. And and if on the flip side though, if you're Seattle, you could absolutely sell. Like Phil Grubauer going back the other way wouldn't be like a dump. You know, that'd be like, hey, this, be this guy, guy just, that keeps them afloat, a right. guy that keeps them interesting to watch. They're not tanking. I, does how many years are left on Gibson's deal? It's it's two or three, right? Yeah, I think it's three. Does that make more sense to lock in Gibson for a couple of years? Maybe not being as good of a goaltender as Hellebuck for Seattle, but See, it but, gives but, them a couple of years to build that core. I think a guy more. like Gibson playing behind what Seattle does could be really good. He yeah. would. I think he could be very good. And that was my thing with Seattle. Through the, the, the 14 games in the playoffs that we saw them play. Because, look, we don't get to watch every game every night. Uh, you know, there was a lot of kind of like I'm anxious to see. Megan and I talked about it a lot during, you know, during that series of like, I'm anxious to see what they've got. What impressed me about them was they were the same team every night. They brought the same thing every night. And really, I thought they won and lost their games kind of based off of what the other team did. And that was what I thought gave them a shot against Dallas was this Dallas group has had a horrific track record the last three years of just disappearing for two weeks at a time and then being really good for 10 straight days and then disappearing for five days. Yeah, they've been the off and on team. Yep. Yeah. I said, and if Seattle can just continue to play consistent, they're going to be good. The thing they're missing is the high end. And I think that's maybe where you're going with this of... In the summer, how do you move the needle? I think yeah. a John Gibson, Connor Hellbuck deal makes a lot of sense. You can send Grubauer back the other way. That team is happy with what they've gotten net, but it's not the same as what they had, plus a couple assets. I think you got to determine what you got with Matty Beneers. Do you think he can take the step? They need a star player. We just talked about that with, you know, the deeper yeah, this well, goes, you need your stars. They need a guy that when they don't score the first goal, exactly. can get them back into the game. Exactly. And, and I don't I know. I think there's a lot of reason to believe that Matty Beneers can be a totally. true 1C in the NHL. Totally. But is he going to be the 20th best 1C? Right. Yeah. Right. The 10th best 1C? Sure. Right. Because the difference between those, we saw... Shane uh, Wright's another great Well, and I think, I think with what we saw with the Buffalo Sabres this year and them pushing you know, to the, to the postseason brink was... Tage Thompson's rise there from, you know, whatever you want to call Tage Thompson was before. Good player. To, to an elite mm -hmm. play-driving center that, that carries a franchise. It just changes it. It changes the whole dynamic of your entire roster. 
all of a sudden you have a guy that just there's a different dynamic at the top where this guy's going to go out there and this guy's going to drive you to something special. Megan, can you paint me a picture where Seattle sucks or are you with these guys that they need to grow in these ways? <laughs> no, I can't because they're also deep. I think that they are doing some things well early on into having an American League team and development that like a Shane Wright, I think his path to the NHL is one that they're not going to rush because I think they have trust in what Coachella is going to be able to do as well. I think that's a difficult pill to swallow, but I, th I think what they did and what we saw even for Cartier and his preparedness for the NHL is a reflection of good things to come. Even in Joey Decord, the goaltender that they have in Coachella, they have some goaltending in the pipeline that is strong. That I think Seattle, what they do and how they're constructing their roster feels like it's gradual. They're not making impulsive, sure. explosive decisions. They're not pulling decisions. a Vegas. Yeah. And for that reason, I think that's why they're going to be, in addition to the strong on-ice play that's pretty consistent over time, I think this gradual construction of the roster is also smart and it's going to make them strong for a while to come. And it, it could be something that's a little bit in the works, like maybe it isn't fully realized for a year or two, but I think they're doing some things really well. Ryan O'Reilly, I feel like, would be if if you're talking purely free agents. So I wonder. He's uh, a guy that would make a lot of sense. Fit so I wonder about that. At what point does Seattle have too much of the same thing, and they need yeah. something a little bit different? Yeah, I think he's a little bit higher end than what they have. I agree though. with you on that. I and I think he would fit well there. Yeah, but because like if you could get a legitimate, measurable jump out of Maddie Beniers, add a guy like O'Reilly, and that's your one-two down the middle. Yeah, you feel man. You I feel, feel like great. You, you feel that. a lot yeah. better about. And then Wenberg is your three? Right. I, whether it be internally or you go out yeah. and add something. I guess Gord you, is you, your three. You get an upgrade in net. You have a healthy Berkey. Your top six now is McCann and Berkey. Like, like if you're wings. rolling Beneers, yeah. O'Reilly, Gord, one, two, three, in, any, you know, in whatever order, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough team to play against with some high-end talent. I actually wonder if they should go get Jonathan Druin as someone who can facilitate in the I, top six a little I was, bit. Well, and I was going to wonder more about a guy like Tarasenko. So he was my, he was, he was so my other one. you want another list. shooter up there? Yeah. Okay. Because I do think that... Uh, you need the easy goal. I, I think you well, have and, McCann and Berkey for that. Well, and, and you have uh -huh. Bjorkstrand, who had kind of a disappointing uh -huh. season. Um, I mean, and then even down, even down your list, you have a guy like Eli Tolvin, and like you've got goal scorers there. Yeah. And I think adding Tarasenko would just be more of the. I mean, you just have another guy there that can do it for you. Scared me. But I don't know. I mean, they have a first round pick. They have three second round picks this year. I I will say a those Tarasenko. Are, those are assets, man. Yeah. There are going to be some. There are some teams that are in real bad cap situations that they might just be able to poach NHL players can, from. Yeah. They just need to hire an assistant coach that can run a power play. <laughs> Yo, buddy, it's bad. Their power play was so bad. <laughs> They're an interesting team, though. I, 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 I'm, I'm really going to be interested to see what they do because I, I really did think that they botched that e the expansion draft Yeah, uh, pretty bad just out of the gate because I thought there were players on the board that could have made them immediately competitive. They chose not to do that, and they chose to go the – the slow burn route. Hey, we're making moves that we think aren't going to pay off this year, but three years from now, we're going to really be able to cash in on this. I felt that way too. After the expansion draft. To, to y'all's point, though, how many of their guys? How many of their guys in their forward core from the expansion draft? Do you know the answer? I'm looking at it. It's I, five. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not great. So they've already they've already aggressively gone out and Moved remade yeah. that group because they signed a bunch of free agents, you know. They did, Some and smart waiver claims. Yeah, that's the other thing is that they were really aggressive on yeah. waivers this year. Did a really good job with that. But the the thing about the defense, the the, the expansion draft they got right was their defense. Yeah. Yep. Because you look at that, they got that's where they got Alexiak. That's where they got Dunn. That's where they got Larson. That's where they got Susie and Borgen. That's that's five still, of their six guys. Yeah, still their decor. And yeah. now they're going to have to pay for that. Susie's a free agent. Oh, for yeah. my money, I think Susie's leaving, just given some of the things that I've heard and one reason why I've been so hard up the abs <laughs> to go get him. They'll pay Dunn, too. They'll have to. Yeah, they, they have, have to, to pay Dunn. He's an RFA coming off a career year where he's going to get some smattering of down-ballot Norris votes. That guy is not going to cost them $4 million. Now, they have $18 million space with no, like, like done is their big contract. And then after that, they have 
a couple of guys like it's like Morgan Geeky, Ryan Donato types. Like important depth guys for them, but bottom of the roster. Do you guys remember who their pick was from the LA Kings? Yeah, it was Curtis McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked back on that expansion draft and I'm like, what were you They doing? made some weird choices for real. Um it was it was Columbus and Nashville were the two teams where I was like, huh? Yeah, those are some interesting picks given the talent that was available to you. Yep, they uh, they I made just, some choices. I just wonder if I'm Ron Francis and I'm I'm looking at all those second round picks and I'm going, I could combine two of these mm-hmm. and go get an, an Andre Burakovsky style. Well, and go and go get you know a Devon Taves, a second pairing defenseman sure. somewhere that can help me out instead of giving instead of giving Carson Soucy four million dollars. Right. I can go get somebody with a couple of these picks. I can go get somebody uh, on one of these cap strap teams. You yeah. know that that they that have to just move they on have to give them. Yeah, yeah, and they're trying to get you know I just just floating it out there. If if you're gonna say what I what I. If Seattle, if Ron Francis calls Chris McFarland and says, "Hey, we could, we really like Josh Manson." Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to say. We'll give you one of these picks. You know, we'll give you one of these second rounders. Don't you just say yes? Probably. I mean, you're you're immediately looking to flip those seconds if you're the Abs. Is the only thing, right? But probably. I'm I'm only saying one just because of the season that Manson had sure, doesn't really it, justify I, more I'm, than that. I'm saying that I don't think the Abs love the idea of getting a pick back they're going to want a roster player but sure but that gives them four million dollars I, I hear do you something i hear you and it gives them an asset whatever i'm not talking about sam gerard there that's who i thought you were yeah talking. i'm not gonna have that <laughs> if they if they wanted if they wanted to have that conversation i think that i would be open to that okay so what if but it would be more like uh i'm talking about maybe yanni gord here Really? What if it's a scenario where you find out pretty early in the year that, that they, would, they can't keep Taves? I'd move the needle for the Avs. Fuck. I mean, well, so the the reason I like a guy like Gord is because, and I'm sorry to just totally no, you're, you're fine. fine. You're fine. <laughs> I don't mean to do that. And I don't want it to be to come across that way. But the thing that you like about Gord is that he can. He's shown he can play your two C yeah, shutdown defensive yeah. role, take on hard matchups, and if you do find an alternate solution out there. You drop him to three, mm-hmm. and you feel fine about it. Mm-hmm. He's not an, a spectacular offensive player, but it, I think it would at least be one of those conversations where, like, ah, and it opens up the door for Shane Wright to to make that roster, right? And uh, you know they do you have a guy like Wenberg, at three well, C and they whatever. do have a guy yeah. like Wenberg yeah. that can step in and, and be the two C while Wright is your three C at the start of the year. Yep. And I wonder if a guy like Gerard moves literally moves the needle for them because. He does play a certain style on defense that he's. I think he's going to be better than Justin Schultz, and he's signed for a long time, so they could move that guy. Like I think that's one of the few conversations around a Sam Gerard that I'm like, okay, it's like I'm, I'm having this conversation. Yeah. I know people want to talk about like well, Willie Nylander and stuff, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's just kind of a. I wouldn't those, say those it's not going to happen, but that's just a much bigger trade. That's well, not and, like and a, it's and it's it's a weird fit for Toronto because sure. that's yeah. not what the Maple they Leafs don't need. need that. But you look at what Sam Gerrard brings, and you think about what the Kraken could really use on their back end. Arguably, Toronto should be in on Josh Manson if that's <laughs> yeah, well. And you know, <laughs> Josh Manson it, doesn't want to go there. I, a lot of it just comes down to how much does Toronto decide they need, like the upheaval. Like how, how much are they actually yeah. changing around here? Because we can I talk agree. about them too. They're eliminated. You know, we can we can open this. I, I don't want it to be just Seattle. I just I kind of want to just use this segment to say. There are some teams that have to do some things this offseason, and I thought Seattle was a really interesting one mm-hmm. because they're coming off a season where there was no pressure, right? Yeah. Now there is. Yep. Because now, they now got, you gotta succeed. They got a game from the conference final. If they go out and they miss the postseason next year, that fan mm-hmm. base can be real disappointed. Mm-hmm. Good it was fan all, base too. It was all good. It was all fun in games this year, and everybody loved it, and it was all all good feels right now. They're sad it's over. They're proud about how their team fought and what they accomplished. It's like but the Avs Nashville get, year. They've got to get better next year or else because there's a pretty good chance that the Calgary Flames are going to have some sort of a bounce back under a coach that they don't hate. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, which and of it, the teams in front of them, which of the teams that was already in front of them between Edmonton, L.A., and Vegas has taken the major step back? Because I don't know if there's going to be one from those guys. So Seattle's path back to the postseason – Pretty challenging unless they do something dramatic. And that's why I wonder if this is the time for Ron Francis to break that mold 
that he has set as a GM in his career of being extremely conservative. Go out and make a move, bud. Yeah. And, and you don't need to do what Vegas has done. Go make one move. Like you need you need one go, guy. Go at the top. make the John Gibson move right, the right, book, right, you know? right, right. Like go go big at one thing. Yeah. You know? And and then go from there. But I do I do think that I, I, I think that this is going to be one of those off seasons that I am absolutely keeping an eye on because if it's another quiet one, I think it's going to cost them. Have, don't don't, don't let, disagree. Let me ask you this on the Toronto side of it: How close are we to calling this a failed era for Toronto? Very. You got one, one year. more year, two more years. You got one more year. If Austin yeah. Matthews walks, well, and if he signs a long-term deal, then it resets the clock. Totally. Sure. If if Austin Matthews walks, and, and and there's a whole, we, you know, we we have a, we could do a whole other show. It's already almost two thirty. Yeah. On the Austin Matthews thing, because there's a layer to this that I didn't really understand until late last week. He's got a no move that kicks in on July one. Yeah. If you don't have that dude extended by July, or, or by you know June twentieth, like you got to make some decisions. Well, especially ahead of the draft. You right. wanna, you're like, hey, we want to maybe use these draft picks. If we're going to trade him and it's going to be a draft pick deal, right. we want to use these picks elsewhere. And, and you don't want to use them on the draft floor to take guys. Right. You're not, not in Toronto's that space. Yeah, and, yeah and, you're and not so, in that space. You know, I, I'm not suggesting that Toronto is going to trade Austin Matthews necessarily in the next month, but like I, that full no move, if he's saying, I want to play this season out and see what happens, see where we go. I just don't know if you can afford that if you're Toronto. Could you imagine Austin Matthews walking out of Toronto for nothing? Yes, actually. Because I think that, I think that if, you, if you let the no-movement clause kick in, you lose a lot of your leverage in a deal. Almost all Because of now it. the player becomes the one who controls the trade process. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go there. I'm not interested in that. No, thank you. Not interested. We saw the, uh, this play out a little bit with Arizona and Jacob Chikrin where there were, there were teams he wasn't interested that wanted him, and I'm pretty sure it was Winnipeg, uh, that he didn't want to be there. And so that lingered a little longer than it was maybe going to otherwise. And I think when you allow the NMC to kick in, you lose a lot of your trade leverage there. Now, you still have the player in Matthews. You're sure. still going to get some kind of return. That you're like, hey, I've got to get a legit return. This is Austin Matthews here. Mm-hmm. But you lose the auction yeah. that you can set up for his services for one year. Does sixth overall plus plus? If, they, if, Arizona, if Arizona wanted to do it, man, sixth overall, 12th overall, whatever else they wanted. I mean, what mm-hmm. do you say? Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Sure, have Clayton Keller. Who cares? Right, 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 right. Have, have, Nick, saying, have Nick Schmaltz, man. Who I cares? Mean, assuming you're getting the extension, yeah. Yeah, well, that has to be part of it yeah. because you're not going to pay the moon for the guy <laughs> to walk on you. And that's where if you get to the, if, if you get to the trade deadline, they're going to be too good. They're not going to move him to yeah. try and right. save face. Yeah. They're going to be in the same position that, they, that the Islanders got themselves into with JT other than they have a player being honest with them and not lying <laughs> to their face every single day because <laughs> right. he's not a traitorous swine. That we know of, yeah. Yet. <laughs> the the Matthews one is. It, I, I just I didn't fully realize how quickly that one got interesting. Because yeah. we, we all know that his deal expires at the end of the year, but I didn't realize that it's like <laughs> before the draft. This really just, kicks into another. I just year. think if they don't move him before it starts, they don't move him, and they're just yeah, they they're live just, with the outcome. Yeah, yeah and if mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's one where they they move the guy. They like move his negotiating rights a week a before next year's draft yeah. for a third round pick yeah. or something. But that's that's one where I just don't think that because you can't win that trade. You just can't. You're gonna get rocked in that trade. No now what. is letting him walk better? Obviously not. But I think it's the same conversation that the Avs are having with Devon Taves. We would rather take our chance that this guy leaves at the end of the year and we go out and win a Stanley Cup with him before he goes. And then whatever happens after that, we'll try and figure out. What's hard, though, is that Colorado, and, and it shouldn't because every year is different, but like Colorado is just in a different spot because they've won one. They've, obviously. they've got a cup. They've got a cup. Again, as right now today, they're still the defending they, champs. Forget a cup. They made a conference finals. <laughs> right. And, and so I don't know. I just, it's it's going to be interesting because 
you know, you say they can't win the trade. I think if you made a deal with Arizona and you got sixth overall plus plus, I think you walk away disappointed with yeah. how everything went, but you feel pretty good about what you that, get if, in return. If you're losing Matthews and O'Reilly down the middle, though, your offseason gets real hard. Well, I mean, I think they have a hard offseason either way. Like, you're something has to happen. You're not wrong. Like, something's got to yeah. give in Toronto. And if you, well, and if you move Matthews, then maybe you have the money that you save. You try and bring O'Reilly, O'Reilly back. back. Maybe that's sure. part of it. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. We're moving him, one, because we don't know if he's going to resign, and two, because we're now going to use this money to keep Ryan O'Reilly. And I just don't. I, I just think that the NHL teams understand that star player trades like that, unless the player is hard demanding them. Like like what happened last year with Makachuk when he went to Flames. The Flames honestly got lucky because they and not lucky with the Gaudreau thing. That actually was a deep cut. But with mm-hmm. Makachuk, Makachuk came in the last year of his RFA and said, "I'm not signing. Yeah, move me." And Florida was willing to give them the they, universe for well, it. And, yeah. and, and that put Calgary in the driver's seat to, I can make this decision. I don't have to be in this weird limbo all year with the, that they just went through with Johnny Gaudreau. Because how devastating is it to lose Johnny Gaudreau and Makachuk for free in back-to-back years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get an honest answer. They get, a, a, hey, I am not signing. With Toronto, the first thing that we heard at the end of the year was Matthews was like, I want to be here. I want to stay here. Okay. That means that you want to try and find an extension. You want to try and figure it out. It's a smart financial move because they can give him an eighth year that nobody else can. And if you're talking about making $14 million a year, that eighth year is a really, (laughs) really big big deal. deal. (laughs) Because you're not going to be able to make that money up in free agency signing elsewhere on a seven-year deal. I've just been told he doesn't really like it. So have I. That that on a personal level, when when it comes right down to it, that he just doesn't really like it. That he, it's fine. Like he, but he, he'd be happier somewhere else. I have heard the same thing, especially in an American market. And this is, I've, heard, I've heard this for three years. I've heard this. Mm-hmm. So it's why on our show, we've always projected confidence he was just going to walk. Mm-hmm. But uh, until he signs that deal, I'm still going to feel that way. Yeah. And I just think that Toronto is just going to roll the dice. I, I, I almost think it's smarter to just roll the dice and say, hey, we're going to try and win it next year with the guy, and if we do, when he leaves, then he leaves. Yeah. And that sucks, and we have to try and figure out and pick up the pieces and whatever, but if you win the Stanley Cup, it's worth, right? And if you don't, and it's the ultimate high-risk, high-reward game yeah. with a number one C in his prime who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the bar's going to open in like 20 minutes, so we say, also yeah. have yeah. to leave right. here. Sorry. It's been uh, a long pause. We appreciate all y'all hanging out with us for this long one. Uh, Go tell your friends our, our previews are out. We'll, we'll chop them up and make them into their own videos here, too, if you guys want to watch them that way. Uh, but we are out of here for today. It's, it's Jesse and Megan tomorrow, so go enjoy their show. I don't know what they're talking about. I'm sure they'll let you know. We'll maybe see. Won't. No, maybe not. Mystery show. <laughs> Mystery show. See you for whatever that show is. <laughs>